Good afternoon. I realize I sometimes say good morning, but good afternoon and welcome to Ronkel and the Mayor. Uh, it is technically afternoon where I am currently. It's a quarter to four while recording this show. So it's been a, a big few weeks here uh, for me personally and for the IndyCar League. But let's uh, go through uh, here locally. Um, uh, as you, if you, since you can't really see this, uh, since the video portion of this is uh, on uh, pay-per-view only, uh, I'm in a room that may be creating some echo because I pulled everything out of a few rooms in my house, which are going to be getting bamboo wood floors, which, woohoo, sort of a uh, adult dream of mine. I've always wanted uh, to use uh, or have bamboo flooring uh, for multiple reasons uh you know it's it it looks cool it feels good and it's sustainable uh so yeah so that was important to me and uh found found a bunch of it at a flooring store that was a good price and uh yeah anyway uh we'll get into that later um or at a later date i guess so i've uh, been doing my you know my daily walk uh, headed over the Selwood Bridge a few times just to kind of break things up. Uh, it's definitely been colder. I've, uh, like I said, I've been going a little bit later most of the time. Uh, not all the time, but most of the time. Um, so, you know, I had to kind of gear up. Um, also kind of getting ready for the, the wet weather. Uh, so I found my waterproof pants and uh, things like that. That, you know, like if it's a downpour for a few days, I still go for a walk. Um, but it is... Uh, it is nice and cool and clear and crisp right now, and since it's fall, this is dog poop season. And I hate to say it, but dog owners, I think they kind of take a little bit of advantage of the rest of us uh, with all the leaves on the ground. There's a lot more poop on the ground than there normally is. So, unless dogs just uh, like, to, like to poo more often with leaves on the ground, um, I'm not really sure. Anyway... That's something that I dodge a lot, and I realized I just kind of learned the hard way after stepping in it all these years. I'm just going to walk in the street on different on certain portions uh, where I know there's little traffic um, or little to none, and uh, just avoid it altogether. And the, some of the leaves, to be honest, uh, when they get a little wet, they're pretty slippery. And the last thing I want to do is just fall. Uh, I've fallen a few times on ice uh, while in these walks and uh, slipped on mud and a few other things, so want to try and avoid that uh the other nice thing is i've pretty much tried to stay on the now finished springwater corridor so i've avoided a lot of the traffic issues uh from the past and uh you know a lot of i would say a majority of the dog walkers on the corridor are pretty respectful they uh bring bags and stuff and i saw the people who put the pick up after their animal and then just leave it it's you know, so like, what's the point? Um, you know, I, it's a drag. I saw a man and a woman walking their dog, and the woman had a bag of uh, pickup from her dog that was the size of my head. And I just thought, boy, what a drag, you know, walking around with uh, five pounds of shit in your hands. So anyway, <laughs> I just that I kind of laughed to myself. I'm listening to. Uh, to uh actually i was listening to an indie indie car podcast uh 
it's called new track record i've mentioned it before um i'm basically their third their third host uh totally kidding um but they of course they of course uh read most of my my tweets and i tr- uh, that i send them i'm trying to be funny with them but i think one of their hosts thinks i'm just um uh well humor and uh, sarcasm do not come off well in uh in text or tweet in this in this case anyway um i get mentioned on that show quite a bit and uh to their credit they've actually thrown me some uh some uh uh, well, they've thrown me a bone and put my name out there and uh, on social media, which has led to a little bit more traffic for the podcast. Uh, so that's been pretty nice. Uh, another little mention that I got, uh, not really related to this, but for a long time, uh, basically since I started Twitter, I was following a guy uh, called Duck Sports Net. And he actually contacted me because we had pictures of something from, uh, or I think, but yeah, I had a photo and, and he had a similar photo. We were sit- apparently we had been sitting near each other at a duck game. And this is 10 years ago, 11 years ago. Anyway, just started following him on Twitter. And over time, he's become this sort of prolific uh, poster of uh, on social media of duck. Uh, ducks uh, basketball football and other sports related stuff a little bit of snarky political humor but duck sports net on twitter and the other day he kind of he posted some stuff and said hey if you want to want to follow some uh, funny people get that get me through the day here's here's my top 15 and uh, i guess i was on that list sort of surprised since i just post about indycar and uh you know rants about trump things like that so it was kind of nice but i uh, i suddenly got a whole bunch of uh, more traffic for the show because i have it pinned uh to the top of my account and uh so all these all these yahoos uh tuned in so uh thank you everybody out there for being a yahoo <clears throat> excuse me and uh listening to me talk about myself taking walks and stuff so yeah a little bit of mentions on a couple different channels uh on instagram and twitter i guess and uh yeah so thanks a lot if you're a new listener or if you're just checking us out here um yeah here at home base in uh selwood so uh yeah i actually have not gone for a uh um a walk this afternoon because I banged it out this morning and uh, I was thinking about going for another one because it's it's uh, really sunny right now and uh, I'm not sure how many of these days we're gonna get le- have left uh, for the before the rain really sets in um, the other thing is I'm actually heading to San Diego and uh, I'm gonna be walking there and it's gonna be nice and sunny there it's gonna be 73 the entire time I'm there uh, so uh and uh mostly sunny and partly sunny (laughs) so san diego should be great uh we'll talk more about that um in a bit and actually i know that for a few uh or several uh, several episodes we have not done news of the weird or conspiratorial stuff and we will get back to that i promise um with all the upheaval here at home and then just a lot of IndyCar news. And, uh, I didn't, you know, I, the goal is not to have like a, a three hour show. Um, now if it went up to 45 minutes every time I'd be okay with that, but even that is kind of pushing it sometimes, uh, since I'm just talking to myself here, but we'll see. Uh, I'm going to get back into a few other topics and sprinkle some other things in. Um, but, 
uh, you know, racing is important and a good dose of it is what we all need. Okay, so let's do our fantastic transition uh, to IndyCar. And uh, there was some huge news. We're not even, we're just going to get to it right away. Uh, Roger Penske, or more uh, precisely, precisely uh, Penske Entertainment, bought the NTT IndyCar series, IMS and IMS Productions, and IMS is Indy Motor Speedway. So they got the Speedway, the golf course that runs through it, uh, the production company, um, you know, sort of like everybody uh, Everybody has their own sort of TV production or entertainment. Uh, turns out Roger Penske does too, which makes sense. He's got billions and billions of dollars. Um, you know, he's uh, Penske Logistics, Penske Trucking, uh, you know, he sits on the board of a whole bunch of things. He's won 16 Indy 500s as an owner. Uh, so very successful guy. Um, it looks like he paid between 350 and 500 million for the facility. Um, so IndyCar has been in the black the last six or seven seasons, uh, the, the series itself. And then IMS has been in the black uh, for... Uh, the last 12 years at least, but for, for quite a while. And they, they foot the bill. You know, part of their problem with IndyCar is the, the low purses for race winnings uh, and just for placement. Um, they do a leader's circle thing where they pay out, um, you know, somewhere around $1.2 million uh, to 22 full-time entries. And so with Roger coming in, uh, I don't think you'll see purses at individual races go up immediately um, because the fo the way the league is, the format for the league is such uh, that's kind of built on sponsorship and uh, part participation. So I think what you might see, though, <clears throat> and I, <clears throat> I only know this because of, excuse me, this room is actually a little dusty and I'm starting to cough a little. There's a... The, the, the good chance that Roger will you'll see him do payouts for anyone who's a full time entry. So, uh, you know, teams that are at the bottom of the, uh, you know, at the bottom end each week, uh, let's say there's 26 cars running and there's, you know, so you're the bottom end of the grid, you're a back marker. You're not going to get that payout at the end of the year, even if you compete in all 17 rounds uh, or even a majority of them. So I thought the, the rumor immediately was that Roger uh, or Penske has the kind of money that he would uh, be giving everyone one and a half million, maybe even more closer to two million, and that could be up to twenty-seven entries, which is more about as much uh, as a lot of tracks could handle. I've heard that like Portland could only handle twenty-seven or twenty-eight cars on track, and not because the track isn't big enough necessarily, it's because they don't have enough pit stalls for these cars. Uh, which makes sense, uh, especially at the speeds they're going. Anyhow, other than ovals, I wouldn't want to see more than 20, you know, 26, 27 cars on there. Road America, I wouldn't mind it. That's a four and a half mile course or 4.2 mile course. So it's, it's plenty long. Um, you know, you could put as many cars as you wanted on there. It'd be great to see 30 on there. Anyway, with with Penske buying it, um, a lot of things change um, almost immediately. He um, 
he uh, in the press conference said he wants to add an endurance race, uh, more concerts, uh, an IndyCar, NASCAR double, um, probably there. Uh, wants to bring Formula One back, uh, where they raced in Indy for seven years, I believe. And the last time was the famous Tire Wars, um, where I, I think you know there were twenty-two cars there or twenty twenty cars there, and all but. S- four or five pulled over and refused to race. So just, just a handful of guys drove the course. And that was the last time they were at Indy and the F1 stalls and garages haven't been used since they just sit there. So, uh, one of the things Roger wanted to do was monetize IMS more. Um, you know, they want to have more concerts there, uh, more races there. It makes sense to have an IMSA race there uh, and or, or an endurance race. It would be cool to see a reformatted infield. Um, and if with all that action, I bet I'm betting your bottom dollar you'd see the Indy Grand Prix move to somewhere in the end of the year or to fill some gaps uh, somewhere else in the schedule. And uh, the other thing I'm hoping with Roger is that we get an oval before Indy. I think it's just fair. Um, so I think it would encourage some of the small teams or some of the oval only guys or Indy only guys to possibly run or at least test um, before they get to Indy. So you get that car into super, uh, speedway trim. Um, anyhow, uh, we'll see. So uh, the, also the, the big deal here is also, the, of course, the marketing um you know, sponsors already love Penske. He's a, he's a very success, uh, successful guy. I can't talk right now. Um, a lot of a lot of chatter almost immediately about a third OEM, so a third engine maker uh, coming in uh, would would seem possible um, at this point, and you know was seeming almost impossible before. Um, Penske did say that, uh, and I guess this was day before yesterday, he was going to walk the grounds, so the entire 10 acres or you know whatever whatever it is um, of the track and other facilities there. Uh, well, I guess the other thing he gets is he gets the uh, the museum. He doesn't own the contents, but he owns the buildings that all this stuff is housed in. Um, it's actually uh, owned by some sort of charitable organization. Uh, anyhow. Um, so, uh, Penske wants a race in Mexico. He'd love a second race in Canada. Uh, he's on the record as saying he's not really keen on international races, but I think, uh, he means non-North American races. Um, the, the international races, I like them just cause it's, I like IndyCar and it's cool, but basically they just, you know, the, the teams go and everybody gets a couple million bucks for going and so it's a big payout. You're getting like a season's worth of uh, money that, from a sponsor, essentially. It's like equivalent to what you'd get for leader circle money. So, you know, let's just say uh, Arrow McLaren shows up. They're two cars uh, for a race in Dubai with IndyCar. Uh, they're bringing home, you know, between four and five million as a team. Uh, or something like that, and and so depending on who who's footing the bill for these races, some of them are uh, a, some of them pay out a lot, which is I've always been very surprised by that. Um, but if you want big time uh, entertainment to come to your country, I guess uh, you got to pay for it. So uh, that's why I'm all for it because I think uh, the money actually kind of helps the league. But Roger's not really into it. Um, 
I'm all for a Mexico uh, race and a second Canada race. Um, I really want to see Fontana back on the schedule, and it would have to be in October, probably to end the season. Um, but right now, that's that's not in the cards, I guess, for IndyCar. So a lot of big stuff happening with uh, Roger taking over. Uh, some people were concerned initially, like what what about uh, um, you know him being an owner of a team? And he said he's already uh, sort of stepped aside. He's not going to be calling the or in the headset or calling the the race for Joseph Newgarden. Uh, so he won't be in his little stand. Uh, so he's removing himself uh, from that part of competition. And uh, he said, you know, if people here know me. So, uh, you know, you can trust uh, that nothing improper will happen at all. And I thought, well, you know, sure. But this is still competition. But I guess until we see like a Penske car uh, dominate, uh, you know, come back from a couple laps down, uh, able to drive through the rain uh, when others can't, something uncanny, uh, I would say it's probably going to be fine. And I'm not sure IndyCar can really risk uh, a high-level cheating from uh, management at this point. Um, I guess the other thing is you you can now gamble on IndyCar, so maybe that could be something that comes into play. But it just seems like uh, you know such a well. It, it I don't know how you gamble on racing. Anyway, let's get to some other racing news. Uh, speaking of IndyCar teams, Arrow or uh, what, are, what are we calling it now, Aero McLaren Schmidt Peterson, so AMSP, they officially cut James Hinchcliffe uh, because their drivers are Oliver Askew and Patricio Award. Um, he is still going to get his salary. His team salary is 550000 um, I'm not sure what he's paid for or paid by his sponsors like Honda of Canada, and uh, he's got another Petro Canada, uh, and uh, so I'm not sure what those guys p pay him. He has some personal sponsors like Spider and uh, Oakley, things like that, um, and so, a few others. So he's got a he's got a beer, Hinchtown Hammerdown um, from Flat Twelve Beer Works. I've actually had it. I drank it at the 99th Indy 500. Um, it was great. Um, drank it real fast too. Um, anyway. Hinch is uh he's out but he still gets his salary there was just one catch he has to show up at all the hospitality tents that Arrow McLaren put up and glad hand everybody and smile and talk up Arrow McLaren and I, so it, there's a little bit of confusion I I'm assuming if he gets a ride like he gets you know the the contracts null and void then or he just gets some portion of it but I can't believe they I mean they basically told him on Sunday uh, that he was done or Saturday, something like that. It was un unbelievable after announcing that they had these other two drivers. Now that sort of meant, you know, he was gone, but it was just sort of funny how the whole thing went down, uh, finding out it's really late in the, in the sort of off season, the silly season to get a full-time ride somewhere. There are, uh, I'm, I'm almost positive he could get uh, like a month of May or indie only. Um, you know, he could probably figure out, uh, you know, a team that would get him there. There's some partial schedule teams that would definitely take him. That might not be worth his while. Um, the problem is uh, to to have a kick-ass IndyCar ride, you need about six million bucks uh, for you know for your car. And I think Hinch comes with about half that 
from his sponsors. Now, he is a Honda guy, so he may bring some free engine leases. That's one of the big things that Sato comes with. He comes with a couple of engine leases and uh, Panasonic and Honda sponsorship. So not only is Takuma Sato a good driver, he comes with a mountain of incentives to hire him. And I'm not sure Hinch has that. Now, he was willing to leave Honda to stay with Aero McLaren, so that also could play into this. I'm not sure if Honda even wants to employ him anymore uh, since he was, in the end, not as loyal to them as he could have been. So, uh, anyhow, Hinch is out, but I would say he's still got a shot at Dale Coyne Racing, DCR, or Ray Hall Letterman Lanigan, which is RLL Racing. And uh, that'd be awesome to see him paired or you know teamed up with, I'm sorry, uh, Takuma and uh, Ray Hall. Uh, that trio, Hinch, Ray Hall, and Takuma, Takuma would be uh, would be pretty fun. Um, that'd be a pretty uh, stout lineup, in my opinion. So, all right. The other uh, IndyCar news is the uh, Road to Indy guys will all be getting that frontal protect protection device that's mandated now. Uh, you'll you saw it at the Indy 500 and the rest of the season last year. The little uh, thing that was on the on the nose cone of the car and that's to help break up debris uh it's helping f uh, fulfill fia regulations uh, that mandate you know some head protection uh by uh i think it was 2021 um but everybody you know and then or they had to have something in development by uh, last year they had to have you know on by 2021 but basically everybody got to it uh pretty quickly all the all the racing leagues anyway uh i mean so uh you'll see that on the indy lights cars and indy pro 2000 and us usf 2000 they'll all have the little frontal protection device on their car and speaking of uh protection the aero screen testing continued i saw that uh aero mclaren rolled theirs out uh saw ray hall uh had one dale coin saw the seal master dale coin car with its uh, arrow screen on so everybody's getting these now and uh at least the first versions they've developed and putting them on they're getting they're probably getting delivered i guess from red bull technologies which is another cool thing there's you know a lot of uh there's a lot of crossover of big, big brands involved in IndyCar finally. So anyway, everybody's getting their aero screens and, and uh, fitting them on their cars. And these are retrofits right now, but um, the, I, they've looked better and better uh, as the paint schemes have come out. So um, I expect to see more and more of these guys testing and uh, I'm expecting more driver news here uh, shortly. So um yeah anyway that's it for indie racing but uh on the heels of roger penske coming and more action at the speedway indy the indy autonomous challenge which was announced and it's a high speed race set for october of 2021 at ims it's open to college teams uh five have already signed up uh the clemson automotive department uh, they're one of the big partners for this, uh, along with the, the local energy companies. Uh, they do a lot of um, automotive testing and development of new tech at uh, Clemson. So the Clemson team will be helping some of these other schools and teams that sign up uh, integrate their technology into uh, an Indy Lights car. So uh, this will be a high-speed race. Uh, the Indy, Indy Lights cars top out at 210 miles an hour. Um, 
this kind of builds off the DARPA program that was an autonomous race uh, that they held in 2005-2006. So some of the same groups are involved. Um, They they expect several more entries to come in and, you know, you have time and there's help along the way. It looks... um, it looks as though Clemson will, will be helping everybody sort of retrofit the parts they build onto each car. Uh, they're also getting instructions that they have to meet. Uh, there's some criteria you have to meet along the way. Uh, you have to be able to show uh, how your car is, you know, how it is autonomous, how it is reading everything and taking in all the real-time uh, information so that it can su- uh, successfully drive around the track. And there will be some common tech um, some development parts, I guess, that will be uh, uh, that each team will have access to or be 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 using, uh, so that there's uh, some way to test uh, or keep uh, some data on all these guys. Anyway, uh, that was, thought that was pretty neat. Um, it's uh, yeah, there's prizes up to one and a half million dollars, so it's pretty good payout. And uh, I. I think that it would be nice if they had some uh, some IndyCar personalities there. Um, that might help. But anyway, uh, e, let's see. Uh, a lot of other news coming in. There was a, Rolex, a lot of Rolex 24-hour uh, teams and driver lineups were firming up, driver assignments, uh, more entries being revealed by the day. Um, so, you know, just after the first of the year, uh, we uh, get right back into endurance racing, and so we'll see the 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 cool thing I like about Daytona is the DPIs, uh, the Daytona Daytona prototypes, the big cars. So you get the big Cadillacs um, and the big Nissans, and the big Mazdas and Acuras out there, and they look pretty awesome, uh, especially to go using the Roval. And uh, I really like twenty four hour races. Um, it's pretty interesting to see who can who can do it, who can stay awake, who's. Uh, who's the best at changing brakes and transmissions in the middle of the night. Uh, so yeah, that's all coming up. Um, speaking of endurance racing, we have, uh, WEC, the world endurance challenge, four hours of Shanghai is this weekend. Uh, so, you know, that will be, that will be an interesting, uh, <laughs> interesting time there for the, for the guys. There's also a new, uh, hypercar regulations are out and OEMs are signing on for the move from supercar to hypercar uh, regulations, which you'll see in the next uh, few years. And basically it just sort of ups the ante and ups the tech. And uh, the it's going to be interesting to see who wants to sign on or who wants to move their car up from an LMP car to one of these classes uh, or over to one of these classes and uh, to take it racing. So, yeah. Uh, let's see. This last weekend, another racing news was uh, Formula One, the Coda American Grand Prix, and Lewis Hamilton won, um, you know, sort of locking up the title. That's his sixth title. Uh, so, number seven next year would tie him with Michael Schumacher. Uh, in other news, the Miami circuit is still being tossed around, although I think trying to run a, a Formula One race in the month of May is a bad idea since that's Indy 500 month. Uh, also, it looks to be having more and more issues with getting that thing off the ground. Surprise, surprise. Um, but in positive news for Formula One, ESPN inked a three-year a three renewal. Uh, ratings are up like 
25 to 30%. Uh, so it'll still be a live feed from Sky Sports. Uh, commercial free. This year it was commercial free because of Mother's uh, Car Wash or Car Wax. Um, and they set a scroll up there on the corner. Um, let's see. Um, yeah, that's about it for Formula One. I don't really have much to say. It wasn't as much of a parade this year, but it's still been fairly predictable. Uh, there are new Formula One regulations for 2021. Uh, salary cap, uh, things like that were announced. Uh, but, of course, the teams always take everybody to court over these things. So we'll see if, uh, if that works. It was going to be like $175 million salary cap which would be a hard thing for uh, Mercedes and Ferrari, who are both reportedly spending between four and six hundred million uh, for their their four cars. <laughs> so anyhow, uh, Formula One, astronomical spending and technology. And uh, yeah, well, we'll see how it goes heading into the winter. Uh, we'll do probably do a little bit more Formula One talk. Uh, we'll get back into silly season for IndyCar. And thanks for listening, everybody. That's it for today. The sun is gone or disappearing. Uh, you can check me out on Twitter if you want the straight dope. I'm at Ronkel. And remember, some questions don't have good answers.